All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tuba Swan Save the Music.org Theater. My name is Scotty, also known as EBC. And uh, Tuba Swan is our sponsor this month. If you would like you to go check out SaveTheMusic.org and learn about the Music Foundation there that uh, supports greatly music programs in the United States and making sure that students have a music program that they can subscribe to in their school system. And he would greatly appreciate you checking that out. Uh, we're actually going to have a new sponsor coming up pretty soon. Uh, but uh, that, that's uh, coming with other content that will be coming soon here on the EBC channel. All right, so this is RK Nostalgia Memories Podcast Season 2, Episode 2. To my right is the lovely Legion Cage. Cage, your, your hat is not especially attention-grabbing today. What the fuck? Uh, that, that is uh, au contraire, my friend, uh, because this is my Mr. Toad hat. Uh, for anyone who is familiar with, like, um, obscure Disney, the adventures of... Mr. Ichabod uh, or Mr. Toad Ichabod, and yeah. yeah, whichever. Uh, Mr. Toad is actually one of my favorite <laughs> characters in Disney, um, despite being very obscure. This is my uh, Mr. Toad hat. So uh, I wore it in honor of Halloween. Okay, I gotcha. All right. It's just, my hat is just deep today. That's all. Oh, okay. It's it's like it's like intellectually inserted into some kind of orifice, or yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. I uh-huh. honestly thought Thank it said lining googles. I just thought it was a beer <laughs> hat. Yeah, there you go. And uh, you might have just heard a couple of voices that are not on the screen, so we'll get to them in a second. I I did I was lazy and I didn't make an entire. A two set overlay for everybody but you'll see because this is this is special this is a special episode because we don't have three people on this episode we have five Ooh, five people okay so so first of all i just put i i chose randomly because i i like his goatee and i think it makes a nice scrub pad for like when you're doing the dishes rageful riot on the main screen here uh rage how you doing this afternoon Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. All right, so now I can, I'll switch over here and we'll do this thing here. And now you can see the other people that are with me today. And that is, ooh, Mr. Wrong and Abby from the Gaming Avengers. Mr. Wrong, how are you this afternoon? Alive. Alive? Alive? Maybe. I'm alive. Maybe we have to play a horror game and you die. And that'll take care of that problem, right? And uh, Abby, what's going on? Uh, not much. Gonna talk about some horror games. All right, good. So yeah, this is the uh, episode where we're gonna do a horror game genre roundtable, and I have been tossing that phrase around so much in the past several months that the people on screen are sick of me now for saying that and uh yeah the the entire concept is we're not going to do like a typical episode here where we interview a gamer about their favorite game or one of their favorite games we're the people on screen uh aside from cage because uh, he just i don't know he's not a gamer at all he just pretends to be one but everybody else they uh, are very in tune to the horror game genre uh mostly uh things that are modern uh, we had some a uh, few other people that were going to join us but ended up uh having some issues with uh, people being sick and 
uh, emergencies cropping up and stuff like that. Uh, so we're not going to do so much of the retro variety, uh, but we will mention some of that. But everybody here is is really attuned to the horror genre as a whole, and these are games that appeal to them. So we're going to be discussing just about every uh, aspect of the entire genre of horror gaming, and uh, we'll try to cover as many bases as possible. Um, so first of all, I did want to mention that, uh, where did I put it? I lost everything that I had now here, including my brain. Me too. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to mention briefly, uh, as kind of like a start to this whole thing, um, some of the games that kind of started the horror genre, like, I mean, you think about Atari, and um, how, like, the kind of humble beginnings the video games had when it was, you know, just bits on a screen and you're moving it around and trying your best to move through whatever convoluted thing they had. Obviously, there was not much room for the sort of things that have made horror games what they are today. But there were some humble beginnings, like... Um, I'm going to throw out some names here of games that you might want to look at if you're into retro and you're into horror. And that is, um, I, I thought it was hilarious as I was looking into this, Soft and Cuddly is the name of a horror game you might want to look into that's retro, like that. Uh, Chiller, Monster Party, uh, Uninvited. And then some that you're probably more familiar with, Maniac Mansion, Splatterhouse, uh, Castlevania, uh, Friday the 13th. And uh, yeah, some of those games, like uh, I know some people in our community we've seen playing Doom uh, actually holds a world record now on speedrun.com for Friday the 13th. And... Uh, Many people in our community have played various games in the Castlevania series, uh, primarily Castlevania II Simon's Quest. I myself am, am getting ready to do my first speedrun on that now that I worked out some technical issues. Uh, and I'm not going to be any good, you know, relatively speaking. I'm probably going to be like, I don't know, 400th in the world or something <laughs> out, of, out of six. But, um, you know, it'll be a thing. And uh, a lot of people in our community have played Castlevania 2, uh, Castlevania 1 as well. So I would say that's, you know, kind of some of the humble beginnings. Um, Steven, did you say you played some of the Castlevania games? I honestly, I've only ever watched Mikey play. Oh, okay. I've, I've never played them myself. Um, it It's enough where it's made me interested. Like, I've kind of learned... Like, if I was to play it, like, I think I'd be okay. I would not get any high scores or anything because I don't know anything about speedrunning. But watching Mikey play as much as he does and then Meggles too right. and uh, Sathash, just watching all of them play them, like, I probably could get through the game. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, that, honestly, it. yeah, I mean, honestly, that's how I got into it was just watching them and watching several of their speed runs and saying, OK, that's how you do this. And then, well, even further than I looked up a guide and I was looking at, you know, a map of the, 
thing and seeing how it was to be done before I felt comfortable enough to actually play it without that and, you know, get to a point where you're beating the game. Um, right. And, and, and Rob, weren't you and Short and Sweet both doing a collab before, too? Like, you both were streaming it and playing it at the same time? As a, uh, Did you guys finish that? It was of Zelda 2, and no, no, we have not yet. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you still have to go finish that shit. Call him out. <laughs> we will. We, we actually talked about it uh, on our flight uh, home from California uh, oh. a couple weeks ago. Oh, your flight home. I thought you said your fight home. I was just like... <laughs> That's an odd thing yeah. to fight about. Yeah, we still gotta beat Zelda too. God damn it. <laughs> um, and well, and Rob, you've uh, you've played some of the other Castlevania games too, primarily Symphony of the Night. Yeah, Symphony of the Night is uh, actually I probably like without like getting to the gritty of it and like writing it down i'd probably consider something in the night one of my top five all-time favorite games mm -hmm. i played through countless times um the game is absolutely fanta fantastic um and i played fantastic yeah fantastic um i played most of the other castlevania games in some way shape or form i don't think i've i may have completed three when i was a kid but beyond Symphony of the Night, I don't think I've ever completed any of the other ones. Okay. Like, um, oh well, and I completed uh, Castlevania Two with Doom literally guiding me through the game. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's almost what it kind of takes because, like. I look at Castlevania 2 and I know that if it wasn't for me, and that's why I chose to look at a guide and a map, is that if it wasn't for those, I would have never figured it out. I would have never completed it. I'd be wandering around for days trying to find what the hell do I do next and never finding it because it's kind of an obscure way to advance that game if you've ever played it. Um, but as far as the horror genre goes in the retro, here's what I see from those games, just kind of amateurishly filling in for Doom and um, whoever else was uh, going to be here but couldn't make it. And that is um, you had gaming that was designed to engage the gamer, but it wasn't necessarily immersive. I mean, a lot of it was platformers. A lot of it was puzzles. It was it was things that you had to almost always do over and over again until you got good enough to beat the game as it was. And it wasn't so much a, uh, anything but a learning experience. So when they started building horror storylines into these games, like I saw a little bit of that in our uh, season two first episode uh, with Short and Sweet presenting Dark Chambers, where you had some kind, you know, characters that were... Uh, a little bit more geared towards that horror genre, skeletons or ghosts or wizards or things like that, you know, maybe a little bit of fantasy thrown in. And the other aspect of that was um, games based off of movies. So like uh, Ghostbusters, 
you know, when NES came out with the Ghostbusters game, and they were basing that on the movie itself. And the only reason it was necessarily coming out was because of the movie. Um, and and slowly, as the popularity of those movies increased, they started to build more of them into a game scenario. You what? You got the Adams Family. You've got um, uh, what's that other one? I don't know. The name escapes me at the time, but I mean, at the least. Monsters? But I don't think they had a game. No. There was something else I was thinking of that I think NES built into a game. But. Um, the Titanic, which failed terribly. Yeah. Uh, or even, it's not horror related, but like Back to the Future. You know, and the Back to the Future game is, is so funky and weird and uh, almost unrelated totally to the movie, but that's what they were going for was just, you know, binding off of the name. Oh, um, probably, Nightmare, probably Nightmare on Elm Street might be the one you're thinking of because uh, yeah. uh, someone just mentioned Friday the 13th. Yeah. And that one at least followed like the like a general idea of right. what the source material was. Nightmare on Elm Street like literally is just, they just put Freddy in some Right, game. yeah. Um, so I, I think it was, it, it didn't, it didn't start, it, I guess what I'm really trying to wrap all that up as saying is it didn't start as a method to try to scare the gamer. It was just a bunch of random things that were built in because they thought this movie was cool or this character is cool or something like that and thought it would sell games. Then as we started getting into the 90s, we started seeing some of these games more slanting more towards that, uh, like Silent Hill. Has anybody here played Silent Hill? Besides Isnab in the chat? On my list. Yeah, it's on, it's on my list. list. <laughs> May have at some point, like way back in the past. I'm pretty sure I did play it, but I liked Resident Evil more. So Yeah, and actually we had... Three in the 90s that kind of set off a whole series of things. That's Silent Hill, Parasite Eve, and Resident Evil. And I think then, now that we're starting, you know, starting to get into the better graphics, uh, better music, uh, even maybe a little bit of voice acting being included on the games, and certainly storylines that were becoming far more prevalent that's when they started, you know, like trying to incorporate elements that were designed more to scare people. Um, let me see if I can bring this up here. Um, yeah, here we go. Come on. Are you actually going to do it? Here we go. Now, Isnib just played this recently, not too long ago, and, you know, seeing this kind of an opening, and I believe this was for PlayStation 1, yeah, to take this, you know, it's almost like you know, we're, we're now entering into the CG era, and we've got all these computer graphics that are designed to tell a story before you even start playing the game. 
Yeah, burn it all. Yeah. I, I'm so lost already. <laughs> and and it's very confusing at first, and you're just like swept into this game, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you just kind of figure it out as you go along. And then you teleport into some other area for the gun. Rats. Oh, oh, oh no. Epona, no! Oh no, the horsey! Oh, 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 not oh, that pony. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. Terubius, what has happened to you? <laughs> Mr. Wrong, I think you should play this one. Oh god, I would not be okay. This is a lot of... Uh... Not like, scare factor, but like... Go... Not, not even that. I have an issue with like, slimy things, like tentacle stuff, like... Eh. Eh. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. those, those kind of things. Well, and uh, Parasite Eve was very similar, I think, to like the Resident Evil series or how that was being portrayed in the beginning with the T virus right. and how it mutates the characters and that becomes the the monsters you have to fight. Yeah, um, it, it was it was similar kind of in that vein. It was similar in the control too. Um, the big thing that like was different about that one because that was uh made by square enix so they put like an rpg twist on it um i was gonna say because when i saw is playing it like he could level up his gun and stuff or something like that right yeah you got like experience points and you could upgrade your weapon and um you got more hp as you leveled up and all that kind of stuff it was uh it was basically resident evil with a rpg twist yeah, let me play the Resident Evil trailer here, too. It reminds me of... I need to bring it up here. I gotta find it. It's... Oh, man, you're playing the wrong one. You're playing the movie to the original PlayStation release. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which one? No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, like, you play this one. I Just the <laughs> original opening to the uh, PlayStation release of the game is just real cheesy because it's, like, real people. Oh. Like, it's not, like, game footage. Chill, come on! Chris, this way. Make for that mansion! Oh, this is the remaster. The show must go on. Yeah. This it's not is... like we're out of this yet. I think you'd better take a look uh, at this. What is it? No. Oh. Huh? Oh. Chris! A wizarding jeweler. Play wizard's chess. <laughs> oh, this is the... The remake? Uh, yeah, remaster. And then they remastered it and put it out on current gen consoles uh, a couple years ago. Uh, I think this is the one that I might have downloaded. This is this might be the one that I have. That yeah. I haven't, haven't played yet. 
but that gives you an idea of, you know, the Resident Evil series. It was kind of the same thing, but just, uh, you know, hopped up right. in a different story fashion. Um, but at least from what I can see, when we started moving into the 90s with the better graphics, the better music, and even some voice acting in that, they really started making this shift with horror games towards storylines that were intended to frighten the gamer. You know, or, right. or instill fear or jump scares or things like that. Um, so is there any other games in that era that you guys have experience with and, you know, have played previously? And So after watching the Parasite Eve, it reminded me of a game that was exclusive to the PSP and it was never made into any other game. Like, you can only play it on the PSP, and that's it. It's called The Third Birthday. That's the third game in the series for Parasite Eve. That's, that's one that I played, and, like, it was very different, but, like, it, I, I've never been able to finish it because it's for the PSP. I've got one of those anymore. But that game very much was, it was really neat. Also, the character reminded me of Lightning from Final Fantasy. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe you want to look into uh, emulator at this point. See if you can get a PSP emulator and find the ROM. Ooh, just to revisit we'll talk that. about that, Stefan. We'll talk. <laughs> want to play you? Wink, wink. Say no more. You know. <laughs> I mean, worse comes to worse. My dad has a functioning PSP. Nice. Ooh, the I do actually the have coveted for that particular game too. He went to a store and was like, he like shelled out like way more money than he should have to have them fix the PSP that he had. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. See, you got wow. you got the contact. You you got the inside person, man. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um. So that, that pretty much wraps up the 80s and the 90s because, I mean, yeah, we could spend some more time on that. But I think, uh, you know, honestly, besides Castlevania, Splatterhouse, um, Maniac Mansion to some degree, Friday the 13th for sure. And the only reason we maybe really know Friday the 13th is because of Doom playing it. And that was a big game in his childhood and to the point where, you know, he's actually very good at not only beating the game if he can, because he can't always do it depending on the circumstances, but also then going ahead and posting his uh, speedrun score or uh, time. Right. And then Silent Hill, Parasite Eve and Resident Evil. There was a game I found in, in the 90s list called I Have No Mouth and Must Scream that I... I don't care what it is I want to see a playthrough for that title. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. And uh, a couple others, because I do, I mean, I didn't know about the games before I saw the movie, but I loved the story of Silent Hill. And then being able to watch Isnid play Silent Hill was a real treat. I know um, nothing about Silent Hill other than Pyramid Head is in it. That's yes. It. That's <laughs> yep. all I know about it. Yeah. Do I need to know anything else about it? <laughs> um, it's yeah, I, I, I mean it's it's like a typical '90s horror survival. So there's a lot of blood, like lots yeah. and lots of blood everywhere. 
Oh. Yeah. And, yeah, like, and, and like my only, only understanding of Silent Hill comes from Dead by Daylight. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Same. Right. So so that's almost like me being introduced to the game Silent Hill through the movie Silent Hill. You know, yeah. we, we come back to that after the fact. And, and Isnib was like, yeah, uh, the movie storyline is nothing like the game storyline. They just, you know, hit on a totally different storyline for that. And I'm like, OK, I never knew any of that because I'd never seen the game before. Um, well, what came first? The game. The game. Yeah. OK. That's yeah. a trend lately, though. They'll they'll take games and turn them into movies yeah. now. Instead of what, oh. like you mentioned at the beginning, you mentioned how they were taking games and basing them off of movies, like you know the the Ghostbuster one you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, E.T. That was like that game is horrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a game based off of a movie, and now lately it kind of feels like it's the reverse. You've got games that are so beloved by a lot of people, and then they make a movie off of it and hope that they do it right. And even even television series. I mean, they just did a story or a, a TV series I, uh, on Halo. Mm-hmm. Start they have a Resident Evil TV show, too. Yeah. Don't watch the Resident Evil one. Don't. You don't like it? Don't. You don't need that teenage cringe. No, <laughs> it's so bad. Multiple people that it's bad. It's so the bad. An- the animated TV show? No, not the animated oh. one. The oh. real life one. Oh, got it. Like the only thing they got right in the actual TV show was some of the actual like horrors that they run oh, into. Okay. They didn't keep it explicitly zombies. Like some of the actual other things, that was the only cool part about the show. Everything else was just angst. Sit. Stupid. Yeah. I get enough of that from reading actual books. I don't need that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's basically become a thing because I think they want to like draw on untapped storylines. Or storylines that have been tapped, but they are due for a redo or, you know, could use modern graphics or something like that. Like, I mean, we were just talking before we started here about um, Child's Play and how there's like eight movies in the series. Well, they just came out in 2019 with a reboot of the entire series. Brand new player person plays Chucky and all. Um, Right. So yeah, they also just came out with a TV show too that actually go like takes it back to the original series like that the yeah the, I saw that too 2019 movie was nothing hmm. yeah did they ever come out with an actual game where you play as Chucky or anything I actually don't know if they did that or not nope. if we if we can play a game where you're just Chucky and you just go around and kill people like I do that I'll go play that that that'll be the so next that. that'll be the next killer in Dead by Daylight. I hope so. They're they're doing so fun. One, they just announced, I think, they're that they're collabing with another another company. Oh my gosh, I cannot think of the game series. They're collabing with another game series, and their new killer is coming out like really soon. And a lot of people are really really pissed off about it. I I thought when Dead by before we get too much into that, um, you know, I want to take a commercial break here before we move on into the more modern stuff. But I thought yeah. uh, Dead by Daylight was genius to work with Stranger Things 
and they had oh. the the <clears throat> Demogorgon and uh, what's her face and the guy in there as characters. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. that that was genius of Steve the company. Harrington. Yeah. And it didn't last that long, you know, it ended after a while because of licensing or whatever other thing, but yeah. that that was a genius move on the part of the company. Well, they're doing I think they're doing it again. Oh, with Stranger I Things? Gonna, I think they're doing another one and I think they're going to bring the main monster from season 4. I haven't seen season oh, 4. Oh, uh yeah. Vecna. Vecna, yeah. yeah. I think they're yeah. bringing Vecna in as a killer. That's what people are talking about. That's, That's nothing is confirmed. Yeah. Hmm. That would I be a like... smart idea for them. And then if they bring in the new character from the the dungeon master, if they bring him in, Eddie, if, Eddie, Eddie, if they bring Eddie in, sold. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, before we go any further, let me do a, a short commercial break here, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll start moving into the two thousands. Yeah. Uh, I actually know a lot about scary. the <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. We'll be right back.
Okay, welcome back. Um, now we're going to move squarely into the 2000s, and let's start with Cage's favorite game of all time, apparently. <laughs> Depending on, from, from the way he just described it while we were in the break there, Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Let's watch the trailer here first. together with the oddest magical incantation. This wretched book is where it all began so long ago. Before time. Before humanity. I am Dr. Edward Royce. I am a clinical psychologist. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the Royvis family. It is the story of humanity. Like it or not, Believe it or not, as you do. Your perceptions will not change reality, but simply color it. Humanity has been on the edge of extinction for two millennia. Ignorant of so much, and dependent on so few. The Guardians grow restless. Their time... Ew, it's pulsating. It's the carrion. Like the Sarlacc. They didn't take kindly to it. God, this this intro music though makes me want to fucking. Go. Mr. Rock's over here getting lit. <laughs> Give me my glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is Tomb Raider of the ages. <laughs> In a way, kind of, I guess, maybe. Is that Indiana Jones? Bro. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> I hate snakes. Is that the Voltori from Twilight? From <laughs> Twilight? They called it. They knew it was going to happen. They did. The blood graphics are fantastic. I can't help but notice a lot of them stab them in the gut specifically each time. Oh, yeah. Ah! Oh no, Calypso fell down. Dude, she like just died. Yeah, just just <laughs> dead. Just fine. It's fine. Isaac, I have a new game for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that game Calypso. looks. That game, it looks exactly like 
Isaacs type of game. There we go. <laughs> it will damn us all. I was like, he's yeah, young, away, but I don't know what he's saying. Shut up. I'm writing down all of these games that they're talking about that I think you might like. We're definitely not <laughs> supporting that guy. Hold on. Let me get rid of this thing here. Hold on. Get rid of, get rid of the ad. There we go. That's good enough. I don't, I don't want that guy on my feed. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... um. Very story intensive. Oh, like yeah. I mean, the the you could tell just from the trailer how complex the story is going to get once you start playing. Right. Um. So, what can you tell us about that cage? So yeah, the game is the game is very story intensive. Um, as the the character in the trailer kind of reveals, it's it's a story throughout the ages kind of deal. Um you are in the present and like you're transported into your ancestors like in the past type of deal now the game has got zombies and you know all that kind of stuff you guys saw there the thing that that trailer didn't show that i that i find kind of entertaining and i think would have really drawn a lot more people this game is not this game is not like it wasn't like insanely popular when it came out it was just kind of a thing um they didn't show any of it in there, but the game actually messes with you, the player. Um, there's been games specifically that I've seen in the past where, oh, it might invert your controls or something like that. Mm. Oh, right? But... The, game, the game makes you question your own sanity as you're playing it. It will... Like, you'll see the little lines pop up on the bottom of the screen, like, like your TV's just lowering the volume. It'll turn it'll it'll make you think your TV turned off completely. It'll turn to something completely different. What? It That's messes awesome. with you. That's amazing. This is okay. literally one of the coolest ever played. And I I didn't touch it until well, it would have to have been sometime in the past thirteen year fourteen years because uh short and sweet's actually the one who introduced me to it. She had a copy of the game um, when we got together, and she kept telling me, oh, you need to try this sometime. You need to try this sometime. So one night, we sat down and started playing it, and yeah, th this game this game will literally try to mess with you and make you question your own sanity. Now, maybe in a current day, because like most TVs don't have those types of like volume bars or whatever it might be yeah. it's going to be a little bit easier to determine that yeah you know it's not actually doing that but you think about in 2002 three four whenever yeah. that came out like that that was nuts you know that was gonna that was gonna get people you know and right yeah so no it's 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 legitimately awesome and anyone who has a gamecube or um, other means uh, that can play this game, I do strongly uh, recommend it. Sadly, this um, I haven't checked it in a while. The, the game is actually fairly expensive, so getting a hold of a legitimate copy might cost you a little bit. But that's why yeah, Cage at this point too. Uh, that's why Cage owns a copy. You have to rent his. 
Cage, <laughs> Cage, can we rent your copy? Because we're borrowing Ben's GameCube right now. Um, you can talk to Short and Sweet because it's technically her game. Oh, okay. I'll message her. Uh, okay. There you go. She's in the chat. She hears you. Wheeling and dealing on the Arcade Wait. Nostalgia Memories podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this game by itself currently uh, is averaging bare minimum $65 online. Mm. What? That's just, actually not that bad. But that's just that's just the disc. Like I like when I say when I say just the game by itself, I mean I'm literally talking about just the disc itself. Oh. If you want to get the case and uh manual like and have an actual complete copy like this one is, it's going to run you 100 bucks minimum. Jeez. Oh, Damn. Better fork it's, it over, it's, Hardy. It's a, it's a fairly rare game, like I said. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. But yeah, check it out if you are a fan of horror. Cage gives it it his uh, his full thumb approval. Go buy the game. There two thumbs. Yeah, two thumbs. Two thumbs, thumbs, not just one. Full okay. Throttle. Two thumbs, full throttle. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on then to fear. Fee, uh, fee, fi, fum. F E A R. Fuck everyone and run. Is that actually, tell me it's not what it actually stands for. for the game, Oh my gosh. I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize, it, I didn't realize this was a Hoonie Pop esque game, too. Starts off with Blade, bit with no no connections. <laughs> don't don't ignore what it just said underneath it. That's not what it means. <laughs> what is that? Winter <laughs> attack! Everyone's just dying around me. <laughs> God, this brings back so many memories. It's a goddamn ambush. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, for sure, I will be streaming this again. I, well, I need to stream this in general. Full send, full send. If you do it from Steam, it's really wonky trying to stream it at like 720. Oh, is it? Shit. Yeah, I, I tried to random and make adjustments to it. <laughs> mm. I'll have to, I'll, I'll play around and make sure my shit doesn't just fail. This game has not yet been rated. This game has not yet been rated. <laughs> and it never this was again. Rated. It's not been <laughs> rated, but did the trailer say fuck as he throws a grenade? <laughs> this hasn't been I, rated yet, but we have full on swear words. Don't I, worry I, about I'm pretty it. sure I heard Don't the word, son of a bitch. Yeah. God damn. You know what? <laughs> Whatever you gotta do, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just fine. It's fine. It's fine. That looks Those like games, okay, so I, the the first ones came out when I was like, I think in middle school, and then I first played them when I was a freshman, and so like, me and a buddy of mine, we both played the game at the same time, but not together, so like, we would talk about our experience and like, how to get through like, certain areas, and I'd be upstairs, like, under my blanket playing because I, no joke, I would yell. 
<laughs> because it, there's just so many jump scares, and I'm just like, <laughs> just. <laughs> Video games don't cause violence, but they do cause us to learn how to say fuck. <laughs> okay, so so that seems to me like now we're getting into games being more of that immersive experience, so much so that even sitting in front of a television, not having necessarily headphones on you know, or, or something like that, you're sitting in front of a television and it's immersive enough that it's yeah. scaring the shit right. out of you on purpose. Oh, yeah. I was fucking paranoid. Like, I put, <laughs> like, I would do it to myself. I would shut the lights off. It's just the TV light. And I'm just sitting under the yeah. blanket, just like, oh. <laughs> 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 you know, like, when you're playing, uh, like, Call of Duty or something, and, like, you're like, check the rooms. <laughs> yeah, that that would be the entire game. You're like, don't move fast. Anything could happen at any time. Like, right. be ready. Oh, yeah, and then there's also the fact that even if you check the room, you can yeah, still get caught up. As soon as you walk <laughs> in, the little girl just show up. You're like, ha, ha. And just... <laughs> just immediately just start shooting. Now, Abby, yeah. did you say you also played Fear? I've watched people play it. I have oh, not okay. played it myself, no. Okay. How about you, Rage? Did you play that? Oh yeah, I played all. I played all three what, of the fear what, games. What were your experiences playing the first fear, and, and even you know the sequels after that? Like the first time, what what was it like to play those games when you first did? So it was honestly the first horror game I ever played. Um, I think I can actually say that too. First one. And so when I first started playing, I think they had a demo originally. And I remember playing the demo, and it scared the crap out of me. Because in, uh, in the demo, there was like a body falling from the ceiling and you weren't expecting it. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, playing it for the first time, they had these moments where I would get confused. Like, wait, I wasn't, where did, this, where did all this blood come from? There was nobody here two seconds ago. Why am I in a different <laughs> hallway? Or uh, suddenly the door opens and something jumps at you or something falls from the ceiling and you're not expecting it. I, I remember jumping and being like, terrified the whole time, afraid of walking in a room. Like, okay, well, I walked into this previous room, and last thing I know is something came up from behind me, even though there was nothing behind me. So I, I remember just being absolutely terrified playing the first games. The rest of the games, they, they were they're still, like, they still kind of got me with the jump scares and stuff, but I was more prepared because after the first game, I was like, okay, I now know I'm not safe <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> 100%. 100% accurate of like the way you described it is exactly how I played it too. Okay, so like and, everything. And and you two in particular did that alter the way that you played those horror games versus a, a more regular game? Oh yeah, because whenever I would go into a level, I would always assume there was something going to come up behind me at any given moment. So I wasn't just linearly walking forward and just aiming forward. I was basically rotating around okay. the entire time, looking all around me like something to come up behind me this time. <laughs> yeah, I can say for sure that it's changed how I played games too, just for the fact that at this point, like check every corner like this is why i became like a hoarder of items in a lot of games where like if the map lets you go here i go there i make sure i found everything you possibly can in that area yeah so that it's done you're done with it it's over <laughs> I mean, oh yeah and then also the the amassing of ammo and armor and health always scared me 
always yep. scared mm-hmm. me because you knew something terrible was about to happen. <laughs> and oh, games yeah. still do that to this day. Oh, so yeah. like you, but like by now we're we're like trained in it. We see it. And we're like, oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. We've run into it too many times where you get to this area and then you just keep dying. You're like, nope, gotta search, gotta make sure I have all the ammo, all the <laughs> armor. Like before I get to this area, I need everything because. We've done it too many times where you get to there and then you just die. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That's when you start realizing there's hidden spots you didn't see the first few times. <laughs> well, it, yep. That, yep. that was going to be the big thing for me because I'm not by any means in into gaming nearly as much as you folks. But I felt if I'm going to play a modern game like that, horror or otherwise, my OCD does not allow me to do it any other way but to check every fucking nook and cranny, make sure I get every single <laughs> thing that is available to me to, you know, fight the monsters, do your thing, and win the game. Uh, I have to check everything. So that that yeah. almost sounds like it comes part and parcel with survivor, survival... Can't even speak. Survival horror that you have to do that in order to find just about everything that you need to actually beat it. Oh, yeah. So what you're what you're saying is that when we goad you into playing Bioshock, which everyone in the chat right now can go ahead and donate towards Scotty's community <laughs> yeah. challenge to make him play yeah, Bioshock. You're going to play it to 100% and find everything. Pretty damn close. I mean, when it comes to like uh, when you were describing the um, the tapes, I think there's 100 tapes or something to get all of the story, essentially. All the diaries, yes. Um, oh, I okay. I would think yes, that would <laughs> mostly be my goal, but not necessarily like it has to be done in order to complete the game, so to speak. I that's probably what I would aim for. But if it gets to a point where it starts to irritate me that I'm just not finding the last two or something like that, I'll be like, okay, fuck it, I'm done. Um, well, now you said you had to find everything, and there are 122 audio diaries in Bioshock. Oh so, but I mean, essentially, I look, <laughs> I'll tell you straight out if Bioshock becomes a thing that I truly want to play, like I, you guys goad me into it because you, you think you can make me do it with this challenge, even though you failed horribly the last time. Uh, but you put it at a million points. It was impossible to do. It was too high. There was no chance. You didn't I even didn't try. <laughs> You're just like, you it's to too high. Day. I can't do that shit. We needed to stream every day, and everyone would need to give 2,000 every day for an entire month in order for that to be obtainable, right. and I did the math. <laughs> so if we get to that point here, and I play it, and I find I actually like it and want to play, you know, continue playing it or do second, third playthrough, etc. Yeah, that's going to be my goal at some what, point would be to do 100% completion. What is your hesitancy towards Bioshock? I, if I may ask. I don't like it's my... not horror. No, it's not. <laughs> not really. I mean, there's some scary elements from what I've seen, but uh, it, it is... I'm not a fan of modern gaming, period. Like the 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 way any of these, let's say Resident Evil, 
uh, especially the more modern Resident Evils, or, yeah. you know, any of these uh, with this 3D environment, I never played on anything that even remotely resembled an Xbox controller, okay? I stopped with N64. So right. anything PlayStation, GameCube, Xbox, any of that, I never played until more recently. So my my gameplay experience is it's not there not even halfway there okay uh and in in approaching a game like bioshock okay i'm willing to do that especially because i love the story storyline and i love the 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 architecture and the setting and the the look and feel of things um but i have to get used to the controls and it's going to take me far longer with my addled 40 year old brain than any of you who have been doing this your entire life to figure out the controls and get used to them and move around and be effective at what i'm trying to do and yeah i mean obviously would you guys quit singing in my chat please They obviously Whitney like she she'll praise the game up and down. She has it tattooed on her wrist. Like the game is. Would you kindly? Yeah. Would you kindly? Yeah. And like that's why the game I, itself, I don't think the controls are actually too difficult. The only for thing you. is aiming. <laughs> for you, I can't play shooters very well, and like that's oh my God, almost a shooter. Shooting. Yeah. atrocious at shooters i'm horrible yeah i'm bad when it comes to shooter games i loved like, okay bioshock infinite for me was like yes okay so when the epic game store had them for free i got the whole all three so there right. i i have them and i i will at some point probably go ahead and approach that and say let's do this you know but it's as bad as you guys think you are at that now because it's a shooter or whatever i'm 10 levels below that in the dungeon because i've never even approached games like that so i could do retro platformers you know like i grew up on mario 1 mario 3 donkey kong dr mario uh you know those sorts of things but and even into the N64, we didn't even have an SNES. I played that much later. Uh, but N64 then, you know, uh, Super Mario World, uh, what do we do? Pod Racing, um, Wave Race, a couple of other ones from that. That's the only experience that I have with that sort of stuff. So that kind of stuff comes easier to me. But yeah, I have to get used to that xbox style controller two joysticks and a d-pad and additional bumper buttons and all this other bullshit and you know it okay took, it took forever for short and sweet to understand <laughs> i don't want to say understand she understands the dual analog sticks but like to get her mm-hmm. thumbs to maneuver with that yeah because oh, at the same it, time it, yeah it yeah. was uh like until we got together she had very little experience with like the current generation of gaming at that point in time she pretty much stuck to the retro stuff about the gamecube was about as far as she got and technically it had two analog sticks but hardly ever used them and Um, now and now more recently i've gotten into in particular creative verse but open sandbox you know minecraft and stuff like that and i i can get into that because that's also just point and click and wasta 
So right. I could deal with that. That's not that difficult to learn. And most of those are, are kind of user-friendly learning curves anyway. Yeah. But it will take me a good hot fucking minute to figure out what the hell I'm doing in Bioshock. So I recommend playing it on easy. On easy? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I... Bioshock, if you play it on easy, the story is not going to change. And the story is probably the best thing about the game. Right. 100%. And, like, just for the fact that I believe, I don't think the third one, but the first two have alternate endings. Mm -hmm. Depending on what you choose to do. The first oh. one, I believe, has three endings that you could have. Okay. Whereas the second one, I think, only has two endings. I don't think Infinite has different endings. No, Infinite always ends. No, Infinite has multiple endings, too, actually. I've only ever played it once. I say I just thought about it, but there's there there's like a true ending, and then there's oh, that's like right. that's two right. other and I think that one actually has three endings also. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I gotta replay it now. God yeah. damn it, Mr. Wrong. <laughs> so I'm not opposed to it, but it's gonna take me a long fucking time to actually figure it out. <clears throat> I think that's so it's it so. blows my mind because like we're talking about these games and you guys are like i was playing this in my bedroom with like the blankets over or whatever guys i was sticks when fear came out <laughs> like i was so young my first introduction to horror games was in like i was 15 in 2014 so mm. like I, all these games, these games you guys are talking about i'm like guys i was so little yeah it's, I was three when Eternal Darkness came out. Three. Well, <laughs> it's your it's your damn well, fault yeah, for yeah, not yeah. playing that at three years old. So <laughs> I, you know what? You're right. God damn it! I'm gonna call my mom right now and yell at her. <laughs> oh, How dare boy. you didn't let me play this? Mom, I was three. I wanted to play Eter Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem because I wanted to lose my mind, and you didn't let me. We were a horrible mom. I, I, I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob. You seriously think I'd be allowed to play a horror game at three? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, we, we oh, talked about that. When I was three years old, I'm watching, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies where, you know, this burned up guy is slashing people with a razor glove, you know. Oh great! I'm the I'm the youngest of four children, so like at that point, my parents just didn't give a fuck, so they just let me watch whatever. And if I was uncomfortable, oh, yeah. then I could leave. Yeah, that's how my brother is, my younger brother. Okay, uh, before we move out of the 2000s, I want to watch the Dead Space trailer. Yes. So let's do that here. The new one or the original? The original. Ah, I think this is the original. I said you're in a game. I said we're talking about you. <laughs> My boss had uh, recently gotten a surround sound system, and he he bought the game and he took it home. And the next day he comes into work and he's like, I asked him how it was, and he's like. I started playing it with all the lights off and the surround sound system on, and that was a mistake. I lasted about 10 minutes. <laughs> Big move right there. The USG Ishimura. Biggest in her class. Honestly, when you play games in the dark and like 
set the mood for a horror game, you're just fucking yourself over in the long run. Yeah, I don't think I ever made it to where that red thing is. I played through a good chunk of the game, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah. Maybe when the new one comes out, I'll actually give it a fair try, but... With it, how bad it was with my computer. Like, there was actually some really good jump scares in this game, but... Right. Just so how it was functioning with the computer really ruined the play for me. Right. Is the Calypso Project a remake of this, or is it like a sequel? No. This, it, uh, I don't think it's even connected. Oh, it's not. I want to say that the original developer... Uh, or like someone from who helped with Dead Space also is... Part of, the team. Uh, part of the team are heading this project close to protocol. Oh, okay. Uh, it is directed by Glenn Schofield, who had previously co-created the Dead Space series. Oh, okay. Google for the game. I was gonna say, because I was like, I don't think it has any... I don't think it's like in the same universe as Dead Space. Okay, so that looks like alien without the aliens, or you know, yeah, <laughs> it's like worse alien than alien, with, like doom. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of doom. You know, I completely forgot about doom on my list doom. here. Let's um, not not angle doom, doom. Because <laughs> oh. no. I've seen um, Isnib play that. That looks uh, Doom. Doom, Doom looks intense, man. Doom is insane. Isaac loved Doom Eternal, and like they they had that um, they had like a pack that came out for Peggy eighteen um the Switch, and it was it was it's all of the Doom games. Oh, okay. nice. You can play them all, and so I got he got that, and he he loved it. <laughs> got I to started replay playing them. Doom Eternal, but I never finished it. I still haven't beat the, the first one of that series, so I still need to play that before I play Eternal. Mm. But these original graphics, I did play this. I remember yeah, this, because yeah. I remember it, I had that gun! The, the one that, that uh, blew out the purple sparkly thing. Punching. Oh, and this also reminds me, Duke Nukem. I love the one gun, the BFG 9000, and I remember like the Easter egg about it. Like everyone's like, "What you know? Like, what does BFG stand for?" And the developers are like, "Big fucking gun." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. December tenth, nineteen ninety-three. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking old. <laughs> I was a year old. Guys, I feel like a baby in this in this whole I thing. Gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, Abby, you were what negative <laughs> ten? I, I was five. <laughs> uh, actually, I was negative six. I was born in ninety-nine. 
<laughs> I, I was just sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to graduate high school in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and before we move out of that, uh, I know, Cage, you've been playing more recently Dead Rising 3 with Whitney. Uh, did you ever play the first Dead Rising? I have played in some capacity all of the Dead Rising games. I uh, Playing with uh, with Whitney through Dead Rising 3 uh, only twice. We've only gotten a chance to do it twice so far. Um, is the furthest I've ever gotten in them. Um well, to be honest, they, when I see you guys playing that, it's it's like you're kind of just like ambling around, occasionally killing zombies and not knowing where you're going. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's, it, there's 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 a lot to it. So, like the original Dead Rising game. Um, now they, um, I I, I want to say that they were kind of paying homage to um, Romero. Okay. Uh, with Day of the Dead, where they're all like holed up in the mall. Um, because oh, okay. that because that's what has happened. You're actually you play a reporter who they know something's going on in this town, and like you get flown in because the town's like quarantined off. You get like flown in, and they drop you on the roof of the like big mall shopping center, um, and like you're confined to the mall, like Day of the Dead style, mm-hmm. so or Dawn of the Dead um but yeah like it's 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 intense but there's a lot of stuff going on because you're timed in your first playthrough of uh and i believe that's for all the games in the series in your first playthrough of the game you are timed like i believe the timer is going no matter what like which whichever mode you end up playing whether you're playing unlimited mode or the regular story but you have to you have to be done at a certain point. And I think for the first game, you have to be done because that's when your ride is coming back. Okay. To get you. Oh. Like, and if you don't meet your ride, you don't like you lose the game over. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, there's a lot happening all at once, all around. And it's a lot of mindless, uh, zombie sledding, but you can pick up just about anything and use it as a weapon. You find a gun. Great. You find a sword. Great. You find a traffic cone. Okay. What about a dolly? <laughs> right. Trash can, uh, <laughs> stack of plates. Sir. Uh, yeah, the, the, cause it was made by Capcom. Um, Capcom has hid Easter eggs in, uh, in a few of the games where you can get, uh, I know in dead rising three, you can actually get mega man, uh, uh, X from the mega man X series. You can get like his full armor and like a uh, hand cannon too. So oh. you can run around and just like blow things up with his, uh, hand cannon. Boys. Be careful saying mega man X you'll summon Ben. <laughs> we want to summon Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Are we you, haven't wished him happy birthday yet, so yeah. Are you coming, Ben? Right. We have bits happy for you. Birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, um, let's take another short commercial break here, and then when we come back, we're going to start moving into the 2010s, because this is when Abby was born in 2010. And hey, no, <laughs> no. That's when I entered the horror scene. But yeah, that's that's when you start it's to shine in that. these movies or these games. This is where I get to. This is where I get to start commenting on things. Yes. Okay. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. 
Okay, so um, as we start moving into the last 10 years, pretty much, and if we if we missed anything, I'm sure, you know, let us know and we can touch upon it and comment if we have any experience or knowledge here. Uh, mine is extremely limited. You, you all are the experts on this stuff. Um, oh, okay. So we've got a couple of different things here moving into the last 10 years plus is we've got horror games that uh, have been following the more modern trend where you've got a single player storyline that you're attempting to, um, you know, move through this story and they're trying to scare the shit out of you as much as possible as you're moving through it. And then we started to have um, the rise of mu massive multiplayer onlines. And uh, some of those that we're more familiar with are like uh, Get the Fuck Out, um, uh, Phasmophobia, uh, Dead oh. by Daylight. Uh, now more recently, uh, Evil Dead. Uh, and even before that, Friday the 13th, The Forest. And uh, there's a newer one coming out uh, based on the Killer Clowns movie. So first, let's start with uh, like single player storyline games. Um, and I think this is where Abby is going to shine because this has been a lot of your repertoire, even since a teenager, because it wasn't the game that you did on your episode of Arcade, the Gaming Avengers, The Last of Us. Was, yes. Okay. That is one of my favorite games of all time. It's beautiful. Oh, it is. Very, 100%. very beautiful game. And it's scary. Like, I mean, they... What was it? Naughty Dog, I think, was that company. They took the idea of zombies and they, like, flipped it on its head. They're, they were like, they can't see you. They're, they just, they click. So you, when they're, when they're clicking, you know that they're around you and you're like, that's fucking terrifying. You know what? Right. It's like plant-based too. Like it's like some more of a spore infection because like that actually exists where yeah. plants can control bodies. Yeah. Like, and it happened in actual nature. So like they've, they right. transformed it into like, this potentially could actually be a real thing. Like, they right. made it more plausible than mm -hmm. just a random chemical reaction. Right. It was so scary. Okay, so... And they also combined it with, like, the third-person shooter aspect. Yep. Okay, so that was uh, The Last of Us. Uh, we, we already pretty much covered that in your episode last season. So out of any of these other point-and-click that where you have some shooting, but it's mostly decision-making... Yes. Um, why don't you give me like a single title out of all the ones that you've played in that regard, and we can look up a trailer for that. Oh, like one right. of the best ones, or the um, choice, the choice-based ones. Yeah, choice I would. Based. I would say. So I could, I could just be an asshole and say my favorite, but I'm actually gonna say the one that like really, really kickstarted that genre, which was Until Dawn. Okay, let's look that up real quick here. That was a very, like, introductory to the, you know, your choices actually matter. And it was, uh, Until Dawn was phenomenal. As I, I have who doesn't know, Abby is obsessed with a character named Jason in House of Ashes. 
imagining it. We'll have to do that just in case. Just so we can see Jason's sweet ass. Yes! And the fate of those around you. with the consequences boy you even got the the movie voiceover trailer guy oh yeah terrifying bone chilling <laughs> this just reminds me that i need to actually play this so you should and you should let me know when you're playing it so that i can watch you play it exclusively on ps4 and this was like downloaded. So. That was super massive. The company that's made like all of these, like the point and click choices matter horror games. That was this was their first title what? or one of them. One of their what's first, the one like, with Jason? Uh, House, House of Ashes. Ashes. House of Ashes, Jason. Acid. <laughs> fucking everyone is just House of Ripping. Jason's Ash. Jason's on the title, man. He's the main picture. You get an ad. Oh, I got an ad. <laughs> I watch too many videos. I gotta pay for that. Here we go. Ah. Abby, mm. out of the list, what one was your favorite that you picked until dawn instead of? What one was your favorite that you were gonna say? Probably this one. Has awoken from its slumber and is hungry for blood. Blood. Now we see how many blood. have fallen into shadow. And there's multiple House of Ashes, right? Uh, there's or is it just Dark Picture? The Dark Pictures. There's three of them. The fourth one comes out in a month. Oh, okay. Those are on my list, too. I've not played that. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. I love them. Um, so far, I've played Until Dawn and Man of Medan, uh, which is the first. Man of Medan is the first of the... Uh, uh, um, Dark Pictures games. The new one actually deals with being in the uh, infamous uh, murder hotel of H.H. Uh, Holmes. Uh, and that's that's going to be real interesting, I think. I'm really excited for that one. Uh, me and Short and Sweet just need to get on the ball. And we, we own all three of the Dark Pictures games. And like I said, we played Man of a Dan on right. um, we need to We need to get through House of Ashes and uh, like as the, the as the games progress through the series, like just just looking at like Man of Medan, House of Ash, or Man of Medan, I don't know how you say it properly, Little Hope and House of Ashes, the controls gradually get better, and like the camera angles and they, they like they are improving, but then the almost like the the scares, I guess. The, the setting gets less scary as the games go on. Because, hmm. like, in Man of Medan, you are paranoid like nobody's business. Like, oh my gosh, this, what, what is, what's going on? What's happening? What's coming at me? By the halfway point in House of Ashes, you're like, I know exactly where, what these things are. I know exactly what's going on. My characters have guns. I'm fine. So it's not scary. It's just very, like, you're on the edge of your seat because it feels almost more like a thriller. Mm -hmm. Than a horror, like, like, it's it's interesting, but like they just made the Quarry, which is one that just came out a few months ago. That's the same company. 
Yep, they okay. it the quarry is the like spiritual successor to Until Dawn. Now I yep. saw I saw quite a bit of the quarry when I think Whitney was playing it and it looks really yeah. really good. This is what I'm saying is that if I'm going to play modern games, I believe I have honed in to this particular genre where it doesn't necessarily uh uh you don't necessarily have to be good at typical video game play to be able right. to be the you know this is this is more about the choices that you make and then dealing with right. those consequences as you go on through the game and i think that right. appeals far more to me as a person to get into more modern and gaming that, and they and that kind of story appeals way more to me as well like I, these, I mean, I've I've replayed House of Ashes so many times. I've replayed Until Dawn. Now, let's be honest. Um, the only reason that you've played House of Ashes so many times is because you can't get enough of that sweet Jason ass. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right, and the accent. He's he's a sweet Southern man. I can't <laughs> I can't deny it. <laughs> sweet Southern man. All right, but, poor Isaac. Um, yeah, poor Isaac. It's okay. Um, he knows that I choose him over Jason any day. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you know the name of the next one that's coming out? In that's the, the Devil in Me. The Devil in the Me. Devil Let's in look me. that one up real quick. And they did confirm um, when the Devil in Me was announced. Um, so it was supposed to be the last part of the Dark Pictures anthology. Um, they changed the way they put it to this is the last part of the first season yeah, of the Dark Pictures Anthology. And they've announced, the only thing they've announced for season two is all the titles. So we don't know what they're going to be about. Oh, I didn't even know they actually announced the titles yet. So. All of the titles are like public knowledge now. And it's... Hello. Speaking. One of them, I think, is a is sequel kind of to Man of Madame. Hmm. I'm in a Man Madonna, was that the one that was underwater? Uh, on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Totally sane, I'm sure. As I saw Rob playing. Yes. Guys, is that you? There's a ton of killer footage to be had here. My time is at a premium. We need to do this. It's clues, but real life. Kind of, yeah. Is Colonel Mustard in the library with the wrench? Yeah. <laughs> Are you shooting any of this? No one is gonna believe it without proof. Okay, guys. I, I see what you're saying here. They yeah, they trademarked the six uh, six titles. Yeah. What is it? It's a fucking booby trap. Bye. Like, this is one that I, there's no way I will be able to get Ben to play this. Because it, Ben will be like, uh-uh, it's way too gory, it's, nope. That's the whole point of Yeah, I think, I think, I think you <laughs> might want to put a button in uh, trying to get Ben to play these games, because he, He's playing he, House Bashes right he now. Was, he was not happy the other night. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, he, he hated it. He hated it. Yeah. I, I'm like, you don't have to finish it. And he's like, I'm, he's like, no, I gotta finish it. I'm like, you really don't, bud. So the guy in the trailer on the top right, 
I yeah. noticed him in that other one. Does he is he like the storyteller for all of them then? Yes. He's the curator. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now and there was a different one for Until Dawn. It was actually played by Peter Stormare. And then yeah. the quarry has a uh, woman that's like the narrator. So I want yeah, I, I, I want been in all the dark pictures games. I want to comment on that briefly here because I've never played any of these games, but I've watched several of you play them. I never knew. I've only, I've only played it on stream three times. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know either. Um, I never knew that it became a thing with these modern games to hire an actor and not only have them voice act all of the parts in the game, but then model the character that you see on screen after that actor. And I yes. didn't realize this until Whitney was playing the quarry. And I, uh, I'm i looking at this character, the old woman that plays, and I can't remember her name offhand, but she plays the storyteller. And I'm going, uh, she looks so much like this one actress that I know. And I started mm -hmm. looking it up to figure out who it was. Oh, and she also voiced her in the game itself. Oh, and then it all clicked that they're actually modeling the characters after yeah. the actor. And I'm like, I never knew that. And I, well, I, to me, that is so unbelievably cool because right. it, it almost seems like they're making. And obviously, that's part of the appeal of these games is they're building a movie like story into the gameplay. Right. But they, the the actual aspect of, of actually getting characters that look like the actors who are playing them, so you almost get an authentic experience of, like, seeing mm -hmm. that actor on screen. Right. Yeah. They've done that with a lot of the Call of Duty games. Like, yeah. over the last, like, ten years, they're, like, the commander is always, like, a really, like, you know who it is. Like, he looks just like him. And then, uh, Tuba played Death Stranding, and yep. that's the guy from The Walking Dead, Daryl. Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman Reedus. Yeah, and uh, that, that's yeah. the same thing, too, where and, um, it looks just like him. Quantic Dream did that, too, with, uh, like, Heavy Rain. That one doesn't have a lot of big-name actors, but, like, Beyond Two Souls, the game that came right after that, that had, um, at the time, Ellen Page, now Elliot Page. Yes. Yes. And, like, that's all motion capture. Yeah, but I, to me that that's amazing. I never knew that until recently that that's what these game developers were actually going for now, and it's kind of interesting I think it, in... it really adds a lot to the value of the game itself. Right. Yeah. In the dark pictures, actually. So if you look at like all three of the games that are out right now, um, you will see the same face over and over again. In like uh, Jason's face, he's in um, the game called hidden agenda he's in man of madonna he's the tutorial character and then hmm. he's jason in house Ashes. and they all have different voice actors but it's all face modeled by jack green hmm. so they the the dark anthology pictures does that a little different like they have a voice actor and then they have a face model and they're two different care two different people okay so uh briefly abby tell me about what uh, because this is definitely your genre. W what is a gameplay experience like on these games throughout 
like all of the ones that you've played? What are the consistencies in the gameplay experience? I feel like for me, when I play these games, it's really, it's, it's more of a, you know, you have to like stop and you have to like, I think there was, there's so many moments where like when I'm playing it for the first time, I pause the game and I'm like, okay, hang on. I need to think about this. Mm-hmm. I can't just be like, I want to do this because I have to think, how is this going to affect other characters? How is this going to affect the story? How is it? You have to like really, really think about it. And like it, and then you make a choice and half the time you're like, did I just, did I mess up? Did I make the right choice? What's going on? Did I do okay? And so it definitely creates that, like, that feeling of, like, you're very unsure of yourself and you're very unsure of your own choices where a lot of the games that we were talking about before, you know exactly what you need to do. You know, you point the gun, you shoot. That's, you know, that's how you have to do it. But, like, in House of Ashes, even, there's a couple moments where you're like, I, oh my gosh, QTEs, I need to do this. There's there's a button. I'm supposed to be button mashing. You start button mashing, and if you're not paying attention, you can kill a character because you succeeded a QTE. Mm. And so you have to, like, really, like, it's something where it's, like, you can't, like, half pay attention. You have to, like, your full focus has to be on it, because otherwise you have no idea... Like, what you're about you're... to do exactly so and like so oh. it almost seems like in in these choices matter games they've almost combined the logistics of a puzzle game and mm-hmm. the um oh what was i thinking of there I kind of lost my train of thought, but uh, it seems like they're they're trying to force. Oh, I was thinking of um, uh, what's the stories where you choose your own ending, choose your own ending stories. It seems like yeah. they've combined that with a puzzle game. They have, and I so, think the devil so, and is actually going to do that, and that a lot more. Then becomes a logistical nightmare as you begin to second guess everything that you're trying to decide in the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah it's it's terrifying but it's also really really cool and it's and that's why i really like that's why i played this game so many times is because i played it once they have a they have a feature where it's an online feature called shared story where you can play with one other person online and i played with my friend and we were like making choices separately as separate characters and I mean, I had played the game 15, 16 times by that point, and we still got a different ending. Well, and anybody that knows Choose Your Own Adventure Stories, you know that you have to go back and do the story again and choose something different. hundred percent. Yep. That's why I like these games so much is, um, I think it was Isnip's chat where I, where I brought it up, because somebody was like, why do you like these games so much? Um, and my reason was, you know when you're watching a movie and... You know this character. Like, you've seen the movie a hundred times. You know exactly. You hate the way that this character responds to something. And you're like, oh, God, I wish I could change the ending. In these, you can. You can go back and you can change the ending. Right. Okay, so let me ask you also real quick about um, the spook factor. How have these games scared you personally? Um. So, like... Or are you dead really inside depends. and it doesn't scare you at all? <laughs> no, they definitely scare me. <laughs> Like, um, the, the, 
the thing with like especially with these like dark anthology ones they're all scary in their own way like man of madan was very jump scare heavy Okay. Little Hope was very just like, you're just really unsettled for most of the game. You're like, I don't know what's happening. What's going on? I'm Something's going to jump out and kill me. It's a psychological and, horror. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of jump scares in Little Hope, too. In fact, there's I think there's almost more jump scares in Little Hope than there's Man of Madon. But I would definitely consider Man of Madon way more jump scare type horror. And then this game, the House of Ashes, was just very like like i'm on edge like i don't know when they're gonna come at me i know that i can defend myself and i'll probably be okay i probably have fast enough reaction times if they throw a qt at me at random but like you don't know it was just very like mm. until you go through the game 200 times choosing all the different options and you know where they all are <laughs> exactly i mean even after like that third or fourth playthrough you know when the scares are coming and so then it's not then it's less of a, I'm scared of the monsters, and it's more so, and this goes for all the games, I'm scared that I'm going to make the wrong choice and kill a character. So it's like almost more of an anxiety by that point. Because, I mean, some of the some of the things is you make choices, and then it's a, okay, cool, here's your choice coming to bite you in the ass. You can do literally nothing. You can't do anything about it. Your choice was made three chapters ago. You can't change it. You done fucked. Unless you go back to that chapter and replay all of it again. Right. <laughs> hmm. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, my, I'm sure that also makes for hours and hours and gobs of hours of gameplay experience oh, to going back and seeing what you did and what you can change. Right. A lot of times you can Google it too, which is kind of nice. But... Right. Okay. Yeah. The devil in me is going to be interesting, but yeah. Yeah, I look forward to it. And like I said, if if I start getting more into the modern gaming, and I think I will over time, uh, it's mm. just going to be a long journey for me to do that. I think this is definitely going to be well represented in what I do because I do really enjoy hearing the storylines and, um, and I think it's much easier, a much easier entry into modern gaming to do something like that. That's more of a point and click or choices matter. Yeah. So, all right. Um, now let's switch over to MMOs and we're going to start with dead by daylight rage. You are the resident expert here. So let's see a trailer. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see a trailer first and then we will go. Hmm. Yeah, see, all of these are kind of like based on individual killers. Let's see if we haven't. Oh yeah, they have they have who's, trailers for like. Who's your all favorite killer, Rage? Who's your favorite killer? Do that one. Oh, I mean, my favorite killer is Legion. Oh, Legion! I hate when Isaac plays Legion. <laughs> I love playing as Legion. Want to play killer? I usually play. Here we go, Survivor. Hey, the people of Discovery Channel. And an ad. Don't listen. Don't buy a thing. We don't sell anything on this channel. Here we go. I'm so used to this because this is the default intro for the game. Yeah.
Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Splat. Yeah. Good old gore fest. <laughs> yeah, except it doesn't look like that in the, like that in the game. That's no, it doesn't. That's just usually how I am. Like when we're like when we're watching horror movies. Yeah, I'm totally the guy rooting to like. Yeah, you stab those sex crazed teenagers. <laughs> yeah, get them. Goddamn kids, quit quit boning on my lawn. <laughs> okay, so that was June of uh, 2017. So we're going on uh, five plus years now. Um, so how long have you been playing at Rage? Uh, about two years. Two years, and uh, yeah. you said your favorite character was Legion, not Legion yeah. Cage, Legion. Yes, Legion Cage. <laughs> Legion. I actually, uh, funny enough, Raven pointed it out. I do have a, a Legion mask. I wore it for a Halloween last year. There nice. you go. <laughs> I bought a fake knife and everything for uh, a, a costume. <laughs> so nice. I, so I've watched you and several other players play this enough to know that you basically have four or up to four people that are running for their lives, basically trying to escape. You've got one killer who's stalking those four. Uh, the, the killer has to grab them or, or knock them down with whatever power it has, place them on a hook, and they may or may not get off of that hook. But if they get off, then you got to rehook them and... Uh, eventually try to kill everybody that's running away. On the uh, uh, victim's perspective, you are uh, hitting generators to get power to the place and then hit the gate to get out. Or And there's some things with totems and some other stuff like that. So uh, anything I missed in the gameplay, and why don't you tell us about some of your experiences with Dead by Daylight? I mean, you, you pretty much cover it there. You know, you have to work on the generators to be able to get out. It's the you know primary mechanic of the game is, outside of trying to not die from the killer, you have to work on the generators to fix them. Basically, hold down a button, they throw, throw up a skill check every once in a while to make it, make sure you're paying attention, make it right. a little bit more challenging than just standing on it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, as you mentioned, they have the totems where, for the longest time, the killers had hex totems where they could do different things. Um, for example, they have one called like the third seal, where if the killer hits you, you're blind. You can't see any auras. You can't see anything. Um, like you can't see somebody on the hook to go get them. You have to figure They have to like describe, Hey, I'm over here. If you're playing without your friends and voice com and you're playing in game, you just got to hope you can find them or hope somebody else gets them. Um, and then if you break that totem, then like, you know, you can see things like that again. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, um, personally, recently, I've kind of fallen away from the game a little bit. Some of the newer updates, some of the newer people coming in after the Epic Store update has kind of pushed me away from the game a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but Because uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of people who, um, when it went to Epic Store, it was free when it first came out. So all the hackers from the Epic Store got to get into the game. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you have a lot of you have a lot of that now where people are like there's killers going in the games and uh, I'm sure some people have seen it on TikTok where um, the gens are done as soon as the game starts because of hackers in the game. So right, 
That's not a gay. Uh, that's cheating. So uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one of our other uh, people, Malegio, who was uh, potentially going to be a guest and he had uh, an emergency and wasn't able to make it. He has also played Dead by Daylight quite a bit, quite extensively, especially as a killer. And um, the way you hear Malegio talk about Dead by Daylight, he knows his stuff down to a T, talking about the logistics of what you are doing as a killer and how to oh, yeah. beat the game like that. And that was his main gripe and why he hasn't played it in a while is because uh, you're very liable to just get a group of or even one hacker in, in your victim group that is just going to ruin the game for you. And oh, yeah. um, has has the uh, creator of Dead by Daylight done anything to try to curtail this? Um, I think they they're trying to. It's hard to tell. I've honestly stopped paying attention a lot okay. to the news of the game. Um, I know that they have like an anti-cheating place, and they do have. I mean, when the people get reported, they do work on banning them. So, mm. um, the biggest issue is when they brought it to the Epic Store is when you started seeing all that come up because. The Epic Store doesn't do as good of a job at preventing hackers from getting into games. And <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Right. And like, um, they're pretty good. At, I've noticed that when I've been playing lately, I don't play online like with randoms. I only yeah. play with my friends. If I don't have, a, if we've got, if there's only four, three or four of us, we we don't play online because it just. Oh yeah. If it wasn't hackers. if it wasn't for the hackers, do you think you'd still be playing it more actively? Uh probably. The other part of it is recently some of the other changes. <clears throat> They've been trying to make the game more balanced on both sides for killers and survivors because of course the killers have the advantage of they have obviously need some kind of advantage to be able to take on four people at once. So they have to have something available to them to be able to go through and take on four people because obviously you can't hook four people at once because you can only carry one person at a time. Right. Um, but and one of the, the issues that got I... stuff where they can like knock them free from you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they've been trying to work on balance. One of the issues that I've encountered is with some of the, the influx of newer people. People resort to the strategy that I personally shouldn't be think is a, a legitimate strategy. Behavior thinks it's a legitimate strategy of uh, basically chasing down the same person repeatedly and then standing next to the hook and just waiting for people to come get them so that they can chase them off. Yeah. Okay. The tunneling. So, the tunneling. Yeah, the tunneling. And, then the and then the puppy guarding. Yeah, like the, the tunneling and the camping at the hook where it's like, they said, well, let's pet your tent and just, you know, start your fire because we're going to be here for a while until yeah. I die on this hook. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, quickly switch over to Devour. Uh, Cage has to go here in about uh, 10 plus minutes, so we're going to uh, wrap things up, but there's a couple more things I want to hit first. I don't think I've ever heard of this game. Oh, this one's fun. Hey, I have this game downloaded, but I've never played it because this is, this is one kind of like... You need to play with friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you need to have a team for it. Oh, lamb. I mean, they do have a solo mode. Lamb chops. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Okay, I if, think if I... If there's a group of people who have this, I'll play this with them. Dude, I will buy this game just to play it with friends. Oh, oh my this god. Is, this game is so much fun. I think I saw Markiplier playing Oh, this. my god, I hate it. Oh. 
I did. I saw Markiplier play this. Yep. Same. I saw him play it. I think that's why I downloaded it. But then no one else owns it. And then I just have it in my storage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate it. Oh. But I also am intrigued. It is so much fun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Now that's okay. an that's also an MMO, right? Yeah, it's uh, okay. so this one's a little bit different than DBD. So unlike DBD, there nobody plays the demon there. Um, mm -hmm. It's just you work together to exercise the demon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this one, this one, this one's good. I like this one a lot. It, and... The jump scares are they're they're fantastic. Uh, if you're not paying attention, they will get you. <laughs> this one, I believe, also one of the modes is or one of the demons turns you into a plastic baby doll, right? That's this one? Uh, Sorry, what? No. Oh, thank God. What's that one? <laughs> I'm not sure. So this one, each one has its different demons. Uh, with the di So like the farmhouse, which is the very first level that they created, just has these little demons that are crawling on the ground. They're not demon. Not little. They're, they're rather large, but they're crawling. So they're easier to miss because they're so low to the ground. Um, the second one you have, uh, basically it's an asylum. So you have, um, asylum patients in wheelchairs wheeling around trying to get you. Um, <laughs> That's not scary end... at all. <laughs> no. Uh, wow. and wow. in the end you have spiders coming after you. Gross. Um, and then in the, um, the town they have. We call them Dementors because that's what they make us think of. Um, uh, but they're, they're, they're spirits that can fly through, like, they can fly through walls and stuff. So you could be in a room doing something, and the next thing you know, they're right behind you because they went through the wall. Um, cage. Devour is, Devour is $5 on Steam right now. I, I, oh, yeah. There you go. Gabby, you did, this, you did the same thing I was doing. <laughs> I was like, what? how much is this game? Is this, like, cheap? Because I kind of want it. Like, yeah. Right? There you oh, go. It's so messed up. It's only like, a fiver uh cage i wanted to ask you real quick uh in in these two styles uh, or this style of mmo um how do you see friday the 13th the newer version comparing because i know that that's been the game you played quite a bit okay so like the mmo version of friday the 13th is still like one of my favorite games to play it's just like you can't find anyone to play it like uh, because the hacking they stopped supporting it due to lawsuit oh. um right so the hacking is pretty awful so you kind of need a you need a full group to play it and play it like in a private lobby um i have not i've honestly not touched any of these other games i did download dead by daylight because it was free uh through playstation plus at one point um i started like going through the process of like setting up a character planned on playing it literally actually had it booted up i was going to play with like uh Malegio and g ray and um doom uh one night and then something happened and i i had to go there was an emergency with uh short and sweet breaking her ankle um but uh you know I still haven't actually played it, so I have I have literally no comparison. Um, I just know that I love the Friday the Thirteenth game, as glitchy as it can be, as messed up as it is, like and as bad as the servers were when they actually were supporting it. It was just a fun game to play, honestly. Okay, so, so you you four. Online on the screen right now, I'm going to recommend that you all connect with each other 
here because I think you'll you're all from your reactions into this and you you really want to try to put some games together. I know the rage does this all sent, the time. But... Jokes on you. I already sent rage a friend request. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh and and I'll also mention here just briefly Evil Dead that came out. I, we're not going to do a trailer for that, but that my God, I mean, if you've seen the movies, you know how absolutely horrific the gore is, and all of that was inserted into the Evil Dead game, okay? 100%. So, just to, if that's your bag, go go get that game immediately, because it is all there. All of the blood, all of the gore, all of the disgusting, it's, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the forest. Now I've seen Markiplier play the forest with his friends, and that seems to take this concept where you have a unified enemy and you're all trying to handle that, but also builds it into a collector builder type sandbox game where you go out, you chop the wood, you build your fort, you collect your meats to survive and all of that. And then at night you have to fight off these creatures that come at you. <laughs> the cannibals. Yeah. yeah. The cannibals. And it, it, it also basically... incorporates a story element oh. too. Really? Yes. There's an actual storyline yeah. to the game, yes. but you have to explore enough to find the story. Wow. Right. Oh, All I know um, is that there's somewhere in the game a gigantic cliff. Oh, yeah. And, and that Markiplier's Mark friend tried running pit. down the side of the cliff. Yes. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see if there's any other things we get. Oh, uh, we definitely have to hit on Five Nights at Freddy's. Cage, if you want to go, go ahead, and I'll just, like, block you out here on I'm screen. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let, yeah, he, he's going to take off. If you, the rest of you are okay with staying a little bit longer, I do have some of the oh, things yeah. I want to hit here. I don't, have to, I don't have to go anywhere for a half hour. Okay, so. good. Uh, let's do Five Nights at Freddy's because this, yeah. I've never played, I don't want to say that. I played the first one. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I died with Foxy within like 30 seconds and <laughs> it just, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a good and I'm, I, I still <laughs> am not, you know, into that sort of thing either. I might at some point try to play this again now because the reason is i love the lore of five nights at freddy's so much so the lore is so good so much so that i bought the novels that scott coffin wrote. you want the books oh there's, i'm so proud of you five of them i bought all of yes. them at least five right now so let's look at the original trailer right uh let's see what we got here i think it's the top one yeah, I just Is wanted to make sure it was short. So, I'll be honest, I haven't touched any of the Fire Nights at Freddy's up until recently. No ads! Don't buy anything! We're not selling anything here! <laughs> okay, don't buy shit! Whoa. Okay, here we go. For the longest time, I actually had no intention of ever playing them. But the more I see them, the more I want to try them out. <laughs> there, so, I, I haven't finished... I've made it to night five on the first game, and I don't want to play the other ones until I've like actually successfully beaten them but like the lore I don't have the books but the lore of everything is so good I watched the movie that they made out of it it wasn't like 
in the theaters or anything. It was just a YouTube movie, but it it was still good. That that was a fan made trailer or a fan made yeah. movie mm. that they just based off of gameplay uh, video. So the movie is coming out. It is finally in production now. Scott Coffin signed off on a script, and Jason Blumhouse uh, with Blum, or a Blum with Blumhouse Productions is producing it. It's supposed to be coming out uh, summer or fall next year. I refuse to watch it unless Markiplier's in it. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He might very kidding, well be. You never know. Hey, he might have a cameo. I, I hope if so. you so if you want to see. The best of the Five Nights at Freddy's gameplay, Markiplier has a uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. He has done every single one to completion, including oh, the ones the where, yeah, 2050 mode, uh, where yeah. you're literally fighting 50 of these animatronics never, at the same time. He never finished Custom Night. He'd never he never did? Custom Night. Okay. No. He didn't know that he was in the musical. He Not was. With, it was so good. With Nate wants to battle, and I don't know who the other one was. But I mean, uh, the the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's so captured me, and the reason why uh-huh. is because my mom took us to Chuck E. Cheese and Mark's Fun Time Theater all the time as a kid. <laughs> and my oh, big God. thing was sitting there watching those stupid animatronics go. Yeah, do that you know. little dance. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Not anymore. Did you notice that as soon as those games I mean, if I came had... out and like got popular, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese just vanished yeah. off the face of the earth. Yeah, they they literally got rid of their animatronics and went all digital. Um, but oh yeah, but have. if I had a million dollars, I would be opening a Five Nights at Freddy's horror theme park with real animatronics right oh, yeah. now well that's what um, um that's what five nights at freddy's three was about yeah is they opened a horror section yeah. like a horror re- uh, tour thing and, and they found one of the animatronics yeah so uh yes there are multiple games in the five nights at freddy's series and it has i mean it, it it's blown up so much because right. of what uh, are you going night night cage it's just gone. It's like peace out, homie. Yeah. Bye. Hold on. Here's what I'm gonna do. This. Uh, <laughs> he blocked himself out. Yeah. He he's just like, bye, suckers. Okay. There we go. Yeah. No. The, the, he told me he had to leave at seven, so he's fine. Uh, all right. <laughs> so uh, the last thing I want to touch on before we start to close out here is. Um, uh, some of the newer stuff that's coming, except for one thing that has already come out. So we're going to look at Slender, The Arrival. That was, that was like, me and my friend, uh, like, sat in my house. My parents, like, went out for the night. And so it was just me and her. We were Rated in my kitchen on her laptop, turned all the lights off, and I was like, you are playing this. I'm going to watch. And we did that. And it took us, like, four hours but she beat the game without dying right that's impressive it was super impressive slender man i love that these this was all based off of a creepypasta yeah right right back as my cousin kayla she's you've seen her on stream with me a few times her best friend 
believes in Slenderman and is terrified of him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this game is so simple, but so great. My introduction to horror was like Slender the Eight Pages, like the one that you just opened on the website and on like online yeah. and you didn't download anything, you just played it on a browser. Right. This looks good. I haven't seen this trailer. It was so good. It was terrifying though. Well, the eight pages, that one I've played. Right. Oh, they're re-releasing it on, is that on PS4 now? This is, this is an actual, this isn't the eight pages. This is like an actual full game. Yeah, this is the one yeah. that my, I played Rated with my friend. On computer. Oh, yeah, that says as of 2015. Damn. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was on the PlayStation at all. I just yeah. thought it was on the PC. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then I want to look at the Callisto Protocol. These yeah. are some upcoming games. Oh, while you're typing this in, um, how many have any of you guys played Fears to Fathom? No. Sounds familiar. So that is, it's like all like based off of like um like reddit like stories like horror stories of like this here's what happened to me um and it's a it's a game and it's like ps2 graphics and oh it is, wasn't that uh like, like the first one you're up in your bedroom and then there's a guy yes! yeah i saw markiplier play that it looks yes! pretty good like it, it's supposed it's, to be uh, touch every story touches on a specific type of phobia. Yes, oh. and like that's an and then um there's like another company that's really similar. It's like Chilla's Art, hmm. um where she made one where they made one where it's called the Night Shift, where you work nights at a coffee shop. Yep. I know Jack yep. and Mark both play that one too. And like that one, I thought that one was because I've seen the Night Shift. Is that that's the coffee shop one or is that? No, the other one's the gas station. So the coffee shop one where the uh, guy just walks in and then he's just like starts getting down and they're like, yeah. what, 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 just why? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that was, that was the night shift. And the graphics from the night shift are really similar to Fears to Fathom. And Fears oh. to Fathom is terrifying. Okay, here's the Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Yeah, this one looks worse. Very similar to Dead Space. Yeah. But, like, it looks so good. It already looks painful. Also, yeah. main character is kind of Daddy Bay. <laughs> Abby's like, no, I already got Jason. Too much. I, I, I do. I've got Jason already. So sorry. Yeah, but this is just, this is a different, this is a whole different game. You can still fuck him. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Isaac, I don't even know. Mr. Wrong just gave me permission to fuck a game character. You take it up with Mr. Wrong now. I'm literally going to be doing Smasher Pass with Pokemon later. So, like, I got that going for me. I'm sorry. When are you doing this? And I want to be there to see it. Uh, that'll be tonight. Hey, hey, guys, there's a trailer on, you know. Along with the rest of Callisto. <laughs> no, you're fine. But, yeah, that, so sorry. man, you got to watch that entry into the game world. God, this is this game just looks so phenomenal. So gorgeous. Like that little reminded me of Prey. 
which I've never even played, but like it's They're evolving. Oh, Prey oh. was so Ooh. Ooh. nasty. Yeah. Oh no! Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't like the wall thing. This makes me this makes me think of like just with what I'm seeing from the trailer, it kinda makes me think of get the fuck out. Eh, kinda. I'm sorry. Scotty, on your search that only we can see, because they can only see the trailer, does Markiplier have a video called I Started an OnlyFans? Yes, he does. <laughs> it was from like 30 minutes ago. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go with the thirst. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, layers of Fears. I wanted to touch on this one. If you're a homeowner, yeah. I know no, 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 ads. Don't buy a damn thing. Oh, We're not Ohio. selling anything on this channel. Bye. Okay, Ohio. here we go. <laughs> In this quiet house, between bookshelves, we make and pancakes. Paintings, lives an artist. This is another one I need to play. I have I have vivid Something memories happened. of being scared shitless watching Markiplier play this right Something when it came out. So frightening. No, this so is the remake. It looks like the first game. Yeah, this isn't the new Something one. Oh, oh, maybe I grabbed the wrong so one then. Profoundly. This okay, the I was like, this is all this the first game. Hold on a which second, let me. Is amazing. Um, oh, 100%. Let me see if we can find the new one. Right there. Four months ago. That's what I just clicked on. Yeah, trailer 2022. Unless I clicked on the one below it. I think you clicked on the I one I think below you it. must have, because that know. one didn't have a red line. Yeah, there we go. Insanity runs in our family. Let it run. Okay, so the painting... Okay. I have yet to play the second game, so I still need to do that before this one comes out. Mm-hmm. To play them both. And the DLC from the first one where you... Follow the daughter's thing. That's a lot of chains. Yeah. It was pinned oh. there. By piano. They say it's a tale of sadness and guilt of an artist. Are we actually going to see the character? <laughs> beyond redemption. It's a lie. This is a story of my fear. Pain and hatred of the horror of my loneliness. And it is mine to tell. Psychedelic. Now I uh -oh. see it. All this misery. All this suffering. There was no other way. You really. You shouldn't have. Oh my gosh, that looks, looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Dude, those guys were jamming. Did you see them? Yeah. <laughs> They're having a good time. I mean, psychedelics. Yeah. <laughs> True. 
The graphics really are gorgeous. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh. Any others that we should look up here before we get out? The mortuary assistant. Oh yes, yes, that one. Uh, this this is one up, this has come out already uh, a, a little while ago, um, but I have not seen any gameplay, even though a couple in our community have played it. No ads! Don't buy a damn thing! We're not selling anything on the channel. Shut up! Bye! Thank you. Good night. We just got three new cadavers, and no one else can make it in right now. I was hoping you could come in and take care of them. Yeah, take care of them, man. I've never watched the trailer for this. I've just people play it. Yeah, no. I've only seen Markiplier do the the demo. Yeah. I oh god, I hate that one. Oh, I, I hate that, that one. one. <laughs> I hate that. Oh god. <laughs> Look at me. Oh god. <laughs> Look at yeah. this pitiful flesh ah. I am service to. But this body is no longer mine. I have my prize. That's terrifying. Damn. Uh, yeah. So have any of you seen the movie Jane Doe? Yes! Have not, no. Uh, <gasps> if, if that mortuary assistant looks scary as shit to you, watch the movie Jane Doe. It's one of my favorite horror movies now. Because it goes through that exact same thing. Obviously, it's a different storyline. This, from what I can see and what I've heard of the storyline in Mortuary Assistant, uh, obviously there's some supernatural elements that you're having to deal with, but it's like part of the gameplay that you actually have to disposition what's going on with the supernatural in the mortuary as you're conducting the autopsy. Um, right. And uh, Jane Doe has a completely different storyline from that, uh, but it hits on all of those elements, the creep factor, the body horror, the supernatural elements, and all of that, so I highly recommend that movie. Um, oh, yeah. And I do want to spend some more time watching some gameplay on this, some of the people like Markiplier that have played this and anybody else. All right, anything yeah. else that I'm forgetting or something else that you guys had Mr. in mind? Wrong, what's your, Mr. Wrong, what's your favorite horror game of all time so we can talk about it for a few minutes? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's... I mean, for what's on the list... Anything. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of all time, but I would say it's probably the scariest game that I've ever played, which was just Outlast, the first oh! one. Oh! Last it all! Yeah. As a, cause that game, like, it, the, the second one's shit. Like, I mean, let me tell oh, you, it's, it's bad. But the first one is like on point with fear factor, jump scares. Like, yeah, they, they, got, win, they got all of it. And like, didn't it win game of the year, the year it came out, or the horror game of the year? Yeah, horror game of the year. 
Here, and like it, look at that it was just good, good. and like the actual horror aspect of the entire game you just keep trying to survive and like you don't know what's gonna happen it's like when you're playing it through it the first time like you can't anticipate and you don't get to attack back you can right. only run and record that is it yeah it's so scary it is it's good I'm excited. I didn't even know about the the Outlast Chronicles or anything that was coming out like that. Yep. Oh yeah, that's gonna take. So that takes place. That's gonna be taking place during the Cold War, like during the actual experiments and stuff. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. So they're going back to like more of the story of the first one. Yeah, like how yeah. it started, like before it got shut oh. down. Oh, okay. I prefer that. And then with it being uh, multiplayer, all four of you can get fucking scared at the same time. Oh, good. <laughs> Great. Exactly. This no, game this actually was, like, just absolutely terrifying. Isaac has played this game so many times, it's hilarious. He found a glitch that can teleport him, like, right, like, when you exit the vent for the first time, like, you climb up that vent and you get out. Yeah. It, like, there's like a glitch where it can teleport you right to the bottom, like the last floor where you're by the wall rider and everything. Oh, really? I, I would have to double check with him about it. You can uh, just finish the, the game instantly. <laughs> oh, that, that dead body looks comfortable. Yeah. Looks very comfortable. I made the mistake of streaming this and then also adding jump scare alerts. <laughs> It, honestly, I was you not there to the jump scare alerts. I was not there to activate your jump scares for you. One of my mods had fun uh, hitting me with the realistic knocks because they were like perfectly timed. I was always near a door. <laughs> this game managed to like, and even like the DLC, like that whistleblower that they did, managed to just be absolutely terrifying. With, like, using the camcorder to see into the dark, like, and you don't know, and, like, you have to hide under shit, like, that was one thing that always yeah. got me, because, like, when it comes to real life, like, movies and, like, actual jump scare stuff, like, I'm fucked. Like, you won't really react much. However, with video game, I don't know why, but, like, they get me so much more intensely, because I think it's more I'm just so focused on it. Yeah! I was watching someone else play a game yesterday, and I fucking threw my phone because I wasn't ready for it. Like, I wasn't even playing! <laughs> well, I but mean, you, this... you definitely can get that intensive experience where you're, you know, immersed in this game, especially if you've got the headphones on, you're zoned yeah. in, the screen is right in your field of vision, oh, and yeah. you can't see much oh, else. Just imagine... Just imagine this was in VR, though. Oh, yeah. You can play it in VR. Yeah. You can. You can't. Oh, that'd be amazing. I need it's a VR. So All right, that's our it's next scary. rage stream. It's scary. <laughs> well, there, did they make this one into VR? Uh, I remember putting it on my VR headset on my PlayStation. I was going to say, I know that they had made a different horror game into VR. I'm like, nope. That's a fucking nope for me, pal. They just uh, they just recently made uh, Devour uh, VR enabled. Oh. When I get a headset, I'm going to have to try that out and scare myself even more. 
God, I think if I played... I'm gonna get jump scared right here during the trailer. I can tell. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Do you know how long it's been since I watched the trailer for this game? I've never watched oh, it. Oh, no. I did watch the trailer. I watched it once before I decided to stream it. <laughs> Oh, I never had seen the trailer. I'd only heard like such good things about it. So I was right. like, fuck it, I'll download it. And then I downloaded it uh, on the PS3 and I I never made it through the game because I still wasn't really good with Wait. horror games because like I'm a little bitch. So like I wasn't <laughs> okay. But like when I started streaming horror games, I'm like, now I have to. I have yeah. to complete this. I can't do horror games on the computer. I have to have a controller because my hands shake too bad. And then I like, like there was one time I was playing this game and my my friend was like, no, you have to try it. Come on, just try it. And so I was like, fine. And I got a hold of the mouse and I was walking through like the sewer area in this game where you've got to deal with, um. Fuck yeah. Uh, little P, whatever guy. Walker, Chris Walker. Um. And I heard him behind me, jump scared me, and I flipped around. <laughs> I was trying to run, and I was my hands were shaking that, so bad that I literally turned th complete 360 and ran into him <laughs> while trying to run away from him. That's that's where you have to go up the stairs and jump onto the ladder, right? Probably, I think so. I remember doing that, and. I don't know why, but my character wouldn't jump to the ladder. He just kept oh. falling off. I'm like, no, no, stop, <laughs> no, please. <laughs> oh my okay. god. Okay, uh, Rage, can you put your Trivial link in the chat? Because I'm a dumbass oh, yeah. and I don't remember what it is. Uh, so I put all of our uh, people in there. Uh, Legion Cage, Mr. Wrong, uh, Abby from the Gaming Avengers, and there's the link for uh, Rageful Riot. OG, he's on Trovo. And... Um, yeah, go check these people out. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Our next uh, podcast episode is going to be... If I can remember what the fuck I'm doing here. Nude. Uh, where the hell did I put that? Mm. Oh, there it is. Uh, Sunday, November 13th, and our guest is going to be Slight of Game presenting Metal Gear Solid. So if you're listening on the audio version of the podcast and you want to check out the live broadcast where we record it uh, before we send it out over the, uh, the uh, interwebs into your favorite podcast media, uh, you can check out the live broadcast then. Again, it is uh, Sunday... November 13th, uh, probably going to be at 5 p.m. Eastern, but check the website for the schedule, uh, and that's uh, ebc2021.com. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining me, and we'll catch you next time on Arcade Nostalgia Memories Podcast.